Welcome to episode 12 of Tatami Room Restaurants in Japan. This is your host, Martin. I'm uh, coming off of a, another busy week, so um, sorry for getting out the episode a little later than usual, and also there won't be a current event this week, unfortunately, but um, I will be making up for it with a very interesting section. Um, today I'll be talking about Japanese restaurants, um, or izakayas as they're called, and my kind of experiences uh, dining at them. The stoic quote for today is, Peraspera ad astra, which I believe I said at the end of one of the previous episodes. This quote is by Seneca. I uh, didn't know that this quote was uh, stoic in origin, but it's just one of my favorite quotes uh, all around. It's Latin for uh, through hardships to the stars. Um, I've just kind of uh, taken a, a liking to it, and then I discovered that it was also by uh, Seneca, who uh, who is a, a Stoic, or who was a Stoic. Um, so I thought I would add it in here. Also, finally enough, um, as I was <laughs> doing some uh, Japanese prep today, um, some benkyo, some learning, I uh, stumbled upon the <laughs> the Japanese way of uh, of saying this phrase. I I didn't even know that um, it would exist, but it's konnan no hete. Which so konnan is like difficulties, um, o hete is kind of through, and hoshi no sekai. Hoshi is stars, and uh, sekai is world. So kind of through difficulties to the world of stars. Um, but yeah, that's your stoic quote for this week. <clears throat> This, like I mentioned, uh, I've been uh, pretty busy this week, and uh, I'm handing in my law school applications, hopefully um, either uh, tomorrow or the day after, um, but I'm going to be uh, going from the fi- frying pan into the fire, or cseberbe uh, vederbe, um, as you would say in Hungarian, since uh, once those law school applications are in, I will be directing all my focus towards the Japanese N3 level test that I have coming up in early December. Uh, With that out of the way, let's cut to the daily life section. Talking about restaurants or izakayas in Japan, got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, First of all, the first thing I wanted to talk about was kind of the process of, you know, getting to a restaurant, eating there, and uh, and leaving. And so what I wanted to say about that is that reservations are very typical in Japan. So contrast that with the U.S., where, you know, you can kind of show up to a restaurant, unless it's a really fancy restaurant, but I, <laughs> I don't usually dine at those in the U.S. But you can show up and there will be ample seats available, unless it's a very busy day. That is not the case with izakayas or Japanese restaurants. Um, I don't know, maybe this is uh, only for Tanagashima, uh, but I'm pretty sure, I think if you're in Tokyo, um, you should be okay. But generally here on my island, and I think even in Kagoshima City, if uh, you don't have a reservation, 
um, don't be surprised if the place is full. So I really, really recommend making a resi, making a reservation, just call ahead um, the day before, um, or if, you know, it's, if it's an important date, then a week ahead or whatnot and confirm that they have spots available. Um, if, if you get there and restaurants are full, again, big contrast is that they're not going to tell you, hey, we're going to have seats in 20 minutes is they're going to tell you they're full. And that's because they don't know when they're going to have a place available again. Um, people kind of tend to stay for <laughs> quite a long time. I also wanted to add that most menus will be in Japanese. So um, have a friend or device handy for translation. Uh, I would say that in terms of conversation and just basic reading, I'm fairly capable or competent at this point, um, or hopefully I'm getting there. But when I see uh, a menu, I still kind of, I don't know where I'm at. And that's because they're using like very specific terms that they're mostly like food related um, that I don't come across uh, every day. And also a lot of times if they're written in kanji, they might be written in this kind of calligraphy font. So even the kanji that I would otherwise recognize, they become like, <laughs> I would say two to three times as difficult just because of the kind of weird font that they're written in. It's like, think of cursive, but the Japanese version and that <laughs> I'm still very, very weak at that. I also wanted to note that typically when you're at a restaurant in Japan, you are not going to order everything at once, but you're going to keep ordering things as you finish your dishes. And um, again, this kind of leads to people staying for a while at the at the izakaya. And so that's why another reason why the staff doesn't exactly know like, oh, well, they're on their main course, so they should be done about now. It's no, like they're you know, eating yakiniku, but the next, you know, 15 minutes, they could be on their tempura course or something like that. Um, so you're going to order, uh, you're going to keep ordering kind of throughout the night. Um, another important thing is, um, when you're at the restaurant, you're going to need to holler at the waitress and you might feel kind of rude. I feel a little weird, just kind of flagging a waitress down or you know hitting them with sumimasen which is just excuse me it, even though that's it's not impolite but you know in the u.s usually your your server will show up to you quite often so in japan you need to kind of if you want something you're going to need to call your server over um this is the same with the check in the end so even if you're finished um because you're you keep ordering throughout the night they're not going to know if you're done or if you want more so once you know you need the check, you're gonna need to tell them uh, like, hey, uh, ask them to come over, and then uh, ask for the check. I think if you make a T with your hands, kind of like a timeout symbol, that signifies check. So that's a good tip for <laughs> any foreigners. Um, when I've been in at izakayas, um, Japanese restaurants, I usually have to either holler or just kind of call out to the waitress. Sometimes you will have a PC that you put in orders through, um, that you keep sending orders in throughout the night. Um, but even with the PCs, what I found is that like if you want the check, you gotta like 
flag the waitress down it's the or waiter it's the easiest thing to do and there was actually one time not too long ago where the what you used to call the waitress over it was this little small japanese taiko drum which was very interesting i, I thought it very cool it made this cute little bonk sound when you hit it um and uh, then the waiters would know to come over and uh, help your table all right i also wanted to talk about so that's kind of the process um of dining at a restaurant now i wanted to talk about the food um, I'm not going to discuss, I think in, in Japan, if you're in the bigger cities, you're going to have access to a wide variety of cuisines, but I wanted to talk about, um, some common dishes and some of my favorite ones, uh, that I've eaten here while I've been in Japan. The first, uh, we have onigiri. So onigiri, you can find these all the time at the convenience store. If you're ever, you know, dying for a snack, very inexpensive and quite tasty in my opinion, but when you're at a restaurant at an izakaya, they are a lot better. Um, so onigiri, uh, these are rice balls or triangles, um, and they're wrapped in seaweed. And so they have different flavors. It's not just going to be, you know, a bunch of rice and seaweed and nothing else. Usually they're going to have some meat or uh, plum in the middle, some uh, other flavor. And so there's different flavors. Shake, sake is salmon, tsuna is as you can guess tuna and uh, ume or umeboshi is like this uh sour plum uh kind of i i enjoy all these flavors i would have to say my favorite is probably salmon um salmon however you want to say it the difference between a kombini onigiri and one at a restaurant i've found is that when you're eating it at a restaurant they typically tend to come out a lot bigger um so it's a lot it's a bigger size um you're getting more bang for your buck uh, I haven't measured it out yet. I don't know if like per yen, you know, how much you're getting, but um, they're also not a very expensive item even when you're at a restaurant. Next, I wanted to talk about yakiniku. Um, so these are kind of small skewers, um, you know, half a foot in, uh, in size, and small skewers with meat and some grilled vegetables. They're they might be really inexpensive, about 100 to 200 yen and quite small. So usually you're going to end up ordering a few different types to kind of share around the table. There's a wide variety of them, depends on the restaurant or izakaya that you're at. Um, so I'm actually not sure which one's my favorite, just because, you know, whenever I go to a restaurant, I will attempt to try all of them. And then I'm like, oh, I like this one, but I never ended up asking or like clarifying well which one was this actually um but i think i i if you if you enjoy kind of grilled meat um and or skewered meat um uh, this is your your go-to the yakiniku um i want to talk about sashimi i think this one is uh, the most famous out of the food items that i'll be talking about um these are raw pieces of meat typically fish um, you will have many types. There's tuna, uh, that's probably my favorite. There's kibinago, which is a smaller fish. You can have eel. Um, there's also a couple unique versions of sashimi, like basashi and torisashi, which are horse and chicken sashimi, respectively. Um, interestingly, I've uh, while I've been in Japan, I've had the pleasure, I don't know about pleasure, but I've been able to try both basashi, so horse sashimi, and torisashi. Um, I quite enjoyed the basashi. 
I thought it was very tasty. It's a Kumamoto um, specialty, but the Torisashi, so that's a Tanegashima, so um, where I live, that's a specialty, but um, that was not my favorite, let's just say that. <clears throat> Usually, um, if you do end up ordering uh, sashimi, there will be a Morisashi option available, or kind of a sashimi forest. Um, so that's, it's kind of this big bowl, has a bunch of ice, and it's uh, around that, around the ice, there's a bunch of pieces of sashimi, kind of a variety of them that are kind of, you know, pasted onto the bowl. It looks very cool. Sometimes they, the bowl that they bring it out in is like a little ship. It's like a pirate ship, you know, with like little pieces of sashimi on it. Um, I've taken a bunch of photos of that. <laughs> I think they're quite cool. Um, but for the morisashi, um, you're going to have a wide variety so you're gonna have multiple types on there um, usually <clears throat> if you can't handle raw food um, I wouldn't recommend sashimi but the caveat is that here in Japan I found that raw stuff like sashimi for example is very safe to eat so I would have certain qualms about consuming raw chicken in the United States, but here in Japan, it is quite safe. Um, I haven't gotten sick from any food whatsoever, and as you can <laughs> kind of tell, I've tried everything, or I've tried to, I've attempted everything that has been put in front of me. Um, haven't really said no uh, to, to anything, even though the, the tori sashi did make me a little <laughs> uneasy. Um, I don't know if me not getting sick um, in three months is kind of a barometer that you want to use, but in in my opinion, raw food is very, very safe out here. Um, if you can't handle it, I maybe stick to something else, but um, I wouldn't worry about, you know, getting an upset stomach. Usually, you will, last thing about the sashimi that I wanted to add is you will eat it with soy sauce. So you're going to have a little bit of soy sauce on the side. Whether that's sweet or spicy, you can take your pick. Um, but usually the restaurant will provide a little, you know, soy sauce bowl. Uh, you're going to pour the soy sauce in there. Um, it might even have a little divider for you to put the sweet and the spicy soy sauce on, on each side. And I highly recommend dipping your sashimi into the soy sauce before uh, consuming it. The last food item that I wanted to talk about today is tempura. Um, so again, I feel like this is uh, another common one, but it's uh, this is Japanese fried vegetables or meat. Um, you will typically have a separate little plate that has a specific tempura dipping sauce. So uh, I'm not sure if you can or if you're allowed to or whether it's frowned upon for you to dip your tempura into soy sauce, but generally the restaurants, izakayas that I have eaten at, you're going to have another little bowl that is brought out. Um, you fill it with a different type of dipping sauce, a tempura dipping sauce, and you use that if you want to, uh, you know, dip your tempura because the tempura can be quite dry. You know, it's it's fried after all. Again, uh, same, uh, you know, as with the onigiri yakiniku and sashimi, you're going to have quite a wide variety of tempura available. Um, it, tempura, it just basically means like a way of this Japanese style of frying. So you're going to have meat or vegetables. Uh, you can have something normal or more usual like shrimp, but there will also be some more unique things like 
maybe this isn't too unique for Japan, but I thought it was unique, was bamboo, sh bamboo shoots. Um, and then more specific to Tanegashima, you're going to have Anno Imo, which is the local variety of sweet potato, um, kind of fried in this tempura batter. And I highly recommend that. The Anno Imo um, sweet potato uh, tempura is, I think, probably one of my favorites. Um, they're really good. <laughs> Anno Imo, the sweet potato, is also um, what they use to make this shochu uh, that is on the that is from the island. Um, yeah, so Tanegashima is is uh, quite famous for its uh, Anno Imo shochu. The last thing in the daily life section that I wanted to talk about was kind of the etiquette or norm in a restaurant or izakaya. Um, if you're looking for kind of more information, uh, check out episode 10, uh, the, the daily life section, where I discuss kind of sushi restaurant etiquette in the context of my visit to Kagoshima. Um, but this is just more like general kind of restaurant advice. So I kind of hinted at this earlier in the episode, but dishes are not entire meals. So for those of my friends or people listening abroad that are, you know, from Europe or America, or from Western uh, countries, I think um, you're used to ordering kind of one thing off the menu, you know, so you're going to have your like ravioli, um, shrimp ravioli, and that's going to be it. That's going to be your dish for the evening. So in Japan, that's not quite how it works. Most things are smaller portion sizes uh, that you're going to split around the table. Um, so do not look for one item. You will typically order this amalgam of food, right? Tempura, onigiri, sashimi. Usually when I go out and I have like a work party or event or something, onigiri, sashimi, tempura, yakiniku, they will all appear on the table at some point or another. Um, like I mentioned, uh, like I alluded to, the dinner is kind of family style. So um, if that term is unfamiliar to you, basically it's like you don't order for yourself, you order for the table, and you kind of, everything is divided equally. So, or... Not not equally, maybe someone doesn't want to eat as much, but everyone takes from everything. Everyone is welcome to eat anything. There's, if you want, like, hey, I want, like, a separate, I really like this, uh, can I get a separate order? I think that's acceptable. But don't, you don't want to be like, okay, this yakiniku over here is mine. Like, you, no one else gets to eat it. That I don't, th I haven't tried that, but <laughs> I, I would not recommend anyone doing that. And I'm certainly not going to try kind of hogging a dish to myself in the future either. Um, next, uh, you will eat until you are physically incapable of eating, especially when going out with Japanese people. So I found that in Japan, kind of the, I don't know if it's an unspoken tradition or tradition, but you eat until you're very, very full. Uh, so for me, when I go to a restaurant, like let's say in America or even, even in Europe, you know, you order one thing, uh, whether that one thing, you know, makes you full or only like halfway, doesn't matter. That's your one thing for the evening. Maybe you stick around for dessert if you're really craving some more food. Um, but here I think it's like, especially if someone's treating you to a meal, um, or if they're introducing you, like a Japanese person, like, hey, let me show you an izakaya, or let me show you this restaurant, um, then they will keep ordering food 
until you can't eat more because if you can eat more I think it's kind of like a sign like oh you know they didn't they weren't a very good host or they weren't a very good um I, I don't know what you want to call it but they kind of see it as their responsibility to make sure that you know you are 100% full and you have eaten to your heart's content um when I go to izakayas with you know friends or with coworkers at times like I, I the food you know we'll, we're there for like two hours just because we keep ordering more and more stuff and it, or we order and in, in the beginning and it'll just keep coming out slow slowly and slowly over a long period of time but you know by the end I'm usually like <laughs> I, I just kind of lay back and lean back a little bit because I am I am stuffed so uh, keep that in mind Obviously, you know, if you're just going out and it's a bunch of, you know, Western folks, don't feel the need to, like, stuff yourself. Like, the, the restaurant staff isn't going to look at you any differently. Um, but this is just, I would just say, kind of be prepared, especially if you're going out with a Japanese person, that they're going to keep ordering food if they see you eating. <clears throat> Another important thing to keep in mind is that older people, um, senpais, seniors, will typically insist on paying um if they don't offer don't expect them to usually they will offer um and you should always kind of have this little tug of war um where you kind of give in after a little bit they're going to you know start pulling out the check uh or their card or, or whatnot and i think typically in my experience when you ask for the bill the restaurant staff hands it to the oldest person. It's like a little slip of paper, and they just take a look at it. They glimpse at it, and they start, you know, pulling out their wallet, making the arrangements. And usually, you know, then what I would do at least is I start pulling out my wallet, you know, gather, gathering my money, my cash. Um, and then the older person, uh, your senpai, will look at you like, no, 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 it's it's okay. I got this. This one's on me. You're like, no, 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 like, please let me help. And then you're like, no, I got it. And then <laughs> don't fight any further. Um, put your wallet away. I am uh, not entirely sure kind of where this comes from, but I think the person that is older sees it as their kind of responsibility to kind of, you know, treat the younger person when they're going out and whatnot. And if, you know, you end up paying, it might even, you know, look uh, bad for them, like they may be seen as disrespectful or whatnot, and uh, in Japanese society, respect really matters, so um, let them treat you. I know as someone who is from Eastern Europe, I'm from Hungary, right, I am very kind of averse to letting someone pay for me, it's this like very, it's not a good feeling, I, I, I feel like I'm indebted to that person. In Japan, it works a little different, you're not indebted um they're not gonna like hold that over over lord that over you like okay well i got this last time like you get next time kind of um it's just like a thing that happens so um be aware of that one thing that i would say though to conclude that is don't expect someone to pay for you um right if they offer that's when you kind of do the little tug of war um but don't go in like oh well they're you know two years older or something they're gonna pay for it like you always want to make sure that they're they're the ones you know you you check in with them and if they're really insistent on it then it, that's okay 
Finally, um, in the daily life section, I wanted to mention, or finally in the etiquette and norm section, which is also the closing or the end of the daily life section, I wanted to mention that the bill is split equally between everyone. So um, you might have kind of gotten this notion from the fact that, you know, everyone shares everything, you know, equally, uh, at least to a certain extent. Uh, everyone eats kind of the same food, you know, whatever food's on the table is the table's food, not your food. Um, so this kind of leads to everyone splits the bill equally. Don't start counting up like, oh, well, I ate, you know, one stick of yakiniku and two onigiri, so that's going to be this much for me and rests on you. No, like if there's seven people that went out, bills 28,000 yen, everyone's paying 4,000 yen. Um, that's the way it uh, it typically works. Um, you know, your food, it's going to be how much the food was divided by the total number of people, and that's what everyone will be expected to chip in. In any case, let's cut to the closing section. Sorry, no uh, current events section this week, um, but I hope you all enjoyed the daily life section. See you in a bit. Thank you all for listening to, or getting to the end of the episode. Let's conclude with the stat and the word of the week. So the stat this week, um, reflective of my JLPT test that is coming up, but it is 50 kanji per week, which is the number of kanji that I kind of need to learn and drill uh, by December 3rd. So 50 per week. I still have about like 200 more that I need to get through. Luckily, eh, sounds like a scary number, which <laughs> I'm a little scared by it, but uh, a lot of them I have seen before. Um, and recognize, I just kind of need to make sure that I have all the readings for them down. The word for this week is on theme with the current or the daily life section, and it is osusume. So this word is usually written uh, without kanji, just um, the Japanese hiragana um, alphabet, and it means recommendation. So osusume, uh, osusume, recommendation. And usually restaurants will have kind of uh, an osusume or a recommendation. And uh, this phrase is also kind of handy. If uh, you're looking at the menu, your phone died, you don't know how to translate it, and none of you, none of you, no one in your party speaks any Japanese, you can just say osusume and, you know, the waiter can kind of uh, pick for you. Um, yeah, just tell your server. And so... Every restaurant or a lot of restaurants will have like a special theme or um, a focus, right? Whether they specialize in like yakiniku or a certain type of food. Um, I've gone to a restaurant that was more kind of this Okinawan uh, vibe. But um, those those restaurants, they're going to have an osusume that is kind of in line with their theme. And so if you just ask for that, you're, uh, you're going to get something good. Usually it's probably one of their best items. So... Um, at least I haven't gone wrong uh, using osusume, and it's kind of a <laughs> it's a safe word um, if you're ever lost. So osusume uh, recommendation is your word for the week. In any case, thank you all for making it to the end of the episode. I appreciate each and every single one of you that tunes in every week. Um, I hope this week's episode was interesting. Please consider subscri subscribing if you have not already. Um, with that being said. I'll catch you next week, everyone. Per aspera ad astra. Peace and love. <laughs>